On this episode of Sap and Chance Boxing, we're going to take a look back at the weekend that was Devin Haney, Ramirez, Espinosa. Wow, some great fights there, but you'd be surprised to know which one we thought was the best one of the weekend. Uh, maybe not be surprised. Also, we have a great weekend of boxing coming up this weekend, a fight that I'm looking forward to in the flyweights. We also have Jake Paul fighting this Friday, and we have David Morrell Jr. closing out the air for PBC. So guys, if you want to hear all the details on this and find out who got knocked out in sparring, you got to tune into the show. Sam and Chance, here we go. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance Boxing. It is Thursday, Friday Eve. Mr. Chance Michaels is beside me. How are you, Chance? Doing good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. It's been a pretty solid week. No complaints. A lot of learning, a lot of reading, a lot of studying. And here we yeah. are, my friend. Um, why don't we just cut to the chase? Let's just get right into it. Let's get into this past weekend. Uh, let's start with the first fight, I guess, Devin Haney, the one that had all the attention. Uh, Devin Haney against Regis Progress. Uh, the clock is on. Your initial thoughts on the fight? Well, I thought Regis would have come out with a better performance than that. I mean, he's bigger. Supposedly was stronger. Um, I get it. He was he, he had less reach, but I mean, he didn't do anything in that fight. I mean, he is 34. He kind of looked a little bit shot his last fight, but Regis is over the hill now. He's never going to have a title fight again. I mean, I get Haney, great performance. He did everything right. He improved his power. Haney looks like you said before, looks more natural at this weight. He's not as weight trained as he was at 135. He put on a wicked performance. He won every round. He outboxed him. He outclassed him. Better footwork, better jab, better everything. You name it. Haney did a disappointing fight. It wasn't very exciting, to be honest with you. Good for Haney for moving up a weight class and winning, but progress. I'll give him credit. He admitted he's a better fighter. He's bigger. He's stronger. He hits hard. He made no excuses, but overall it was not a very fun fight to watch. But Haney yeah. won, did his job. So good yeah. for Haney. Well, I mean, it was a masterclass on his part, just the way he fought, mm. right? I mean, he won yep. basically every round. So, you know, you got to give credit to the man where the credit is due. Yes, he looked better at 140, right? He was in his right weight class finally. And you could see that in his movement and just the way he he acted. Uh, Regis, I thought was amazing in the sense that he he said, yeah, look, man, I, I underestimated him. He couldn't get inside. I mean, most of Regis's best work is from the inside, right? He couldn't get to him. He couldn't reach him. And, you know, it just said at a certain point, you, what are you supposed to do? It just, you kind of lose your own train of thought. And I think that's what happened here for Regis. Yeah. He's older. I, I don't think slow. he's he looks finished, slow. but you know, slow. New King at 140, man. Let's just leave it at that. But I think we have enough time in this round to really quickly touch on it. Espinosa Ramirez, that, my goodness, was the fight to watch that night. You watched that one. I went the other way. I watched it afterwards. What a crazy fight. Whenever there's top rank on or WWE on, I'm always picking them over the other companies. Just the way I grew up, the way I like it. I love Bob Aram. I love Vince McMahon. Simple as that for me. Now, going into that fight, I wasn't expecting that. Nobody was. No. It was probably the fight of the year, top two or three fight of the year. Uh, he was a 15 to 1 underdog. 15 to 1 underdog ended up winning a decision over two time gold medalist. He got knocked down in the fifth round, Espinosa. 
but he fought back and that 12th round knockdown probably gave him the win. What a fight though. I mean, it was back and forth, two, two Mexican warriors going at it. Um, fight of the year. It, 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 it put the Haney fight to shame because Haney did what he did. He looked amazing, but Regis didn't do anything. He was slow. He didn't move. He just looked like he was just collecting a paycheck. These two yeah. guys, they were collecting a paycheck. They were earning their paycheck. Yeah, That's the difference between these guys. Those, amazing those... fight. The commentating from Joe Tessitore and Jim Bradley, to me, are the best two commentators going. I'm not counting Jim Lantley because he's a commentator right now, but amazing, amazing, amazing fight. Yeah, it. That's the end of the round, but I'll quickly add to it if I may. Uh, mm-hmm. You covered it perfectly. Uh, what I take away from this fight, from what I saw, is this, okay? You had a guy that was really kind of taking charge of the fight in, in Espinosa, uh, and there was four rounds leading up to that fifth round knockdown. And you know what? This is the one thing I don't, you know, I haven't heard too much about. If you look at when he got knocked down and the referee was making his count, he stumbled on the ropes. Normally you would think the referee would stop the fight there, but they didn't. They let it go. And Tim, Tim, yeah, true. Tim Bradley pointed out so beautifully for everybody to, to see it. Uh, Ramirez switched his feet. He's got cute. He got fancy. Then he got caught with the right hook. Sorry, yes, but then he got caught with the right hook and he went down. After that, he changed his whole game up and just fought harder. And that 12th round, I knocked out, I think, what a fight. But what a fight. Back and yeah, forth. I know. It was a yeah, seen fight. It, watch it. But just a quick, your thoughts on that, like the referee not stopping the fight in the fifth when he stumbled. If you look at him, like where he from where he fell down, he went across the ring and he looked like he stumbled and he had to grab mm-hmm. on ropes to grab on. 99.9% of the time, the referee is going to wave it off. Yeah. No, I know. That was... I don't know what the ref was doing there. Maybe that was a blessing in disguise, though, because I mean, but that just makes me think: like, is how quick are referees? How quick are the refs to 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 wave something off? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a quick split decision, quick judgment decision, right? But in this case, the referee made the right call. Espinosa made a name for fifteen to one underdog. Okay, beat a two-time gold medalist. Guys, hundred bucks would have paid you fifteen hundred dollars on that. Guys and girls, you got to go back. We don't see this often enough. I wish we could. This is one fight we all should go back and watch again. Even if you've seen it, I guarantee you're going to see stuff that you probably didn't see. And it was a free fight on TV too, right? They're trying to counter the Haney, the pay-per-view, right? And I said in our last show, the Haney Prograce fight is not a pay-per-view fight. You could see that it wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't a good fight. It was a one-sided fight. But Haney looked amazing. I'm not knocking Haney. I'm saying I'm not going to that. You know, and, and we'll talk about that another day. I mean, this poor guy still can't get any breaks, man. I mean, <laughs> it just what it is. right? It is what it is, Haney. Um, but yeah, right. but he should have he should have fought Lomo before he ran up the one forty. That's what I'll never like about the guy. He's dodging it out, and he'll fight Lomo in two, three years. Same thing, Canelo or Triple G. It's the same thing. They know they lost. They dodge him out. Oh, we'll fight the guy at thirty eight. We'll fight him now. Yeah, well, I mean, he dodged he dodged Shakur as well. He dodged Tank as well. I mean, he dodged. He's going to either fight Tank, he's either going to have to fight Shakur, Shakir, or he's going to have to fight TFE. One of these big guns has got to fight somebody. Well, someone's got to come down the pike, man. And he's there's no shortage of opponents for him now. Now now the stew is getting thick. You know what I mean? Yeah. The stew is getting thick now. Not to take nothing against away from Lomo, but to be fair to Haney in that instance, he just he was he was just having a hard time with that weight cut. It was just that and Lomo's is way more skilled fighter than Regis Progress is. Way more skilled, way more better shape, better athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you can see. All right, brother man, here is the fights of the weekend. Now, this fight that I'm gonna we want to talk about first, I really feel could also potentially be a fight of the year candidate. 
I don't think enough people are talking about this fight. And I'm referring to Sonny Edwards against Bam Rodriguez. Uh, unification fight. The featherweight IBF and the WO titles are on the line. Let's get this round started, man. This is the battle of little guys, man. Defensive, elusive against power. Um, your thoughts, man. How do you look at this fight? Like you said, Ren, it's it's power versus for speed. The little guys are going at it. I mean, <laughs> the little guys. <laughs> well, let's put that in context, okay? Romero or, or Bam, he's five four. They're five, little five three. Yeah, yeah, they are little guys. I mean, that's not offensive, but uh, I mean, it's a good fight. It's gonna these guys are fast. This is gonna be hard hitting action. I mean, I give the edge to Bam, but I mean, anything can happen out there. I, this is a tough one to call. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because I love when the little guys fight because they're so fast. In a yeah. blink of an eye, somebody can go down. They just move so quick, and it's fun to watch. I love the heavyweights, but watching the little guys like this is special. So I'm, oh, I don't really have a dog in this fight, but I give the edge to Bam, and probably via decision. Well, I think either way, whoever wins this fight is going to be via decision. If there is going to be a knockdown, it will be delivered by Bam, but it's going mm -hmm. to be a hard one to deliver, man. This is a battle of the feet and the mind, honestly. This is what this comes down to. Edwards has better movement. Um, you know, Rodriguez's power is, is something special for a little guy. I mean, you yeah, know, his is. power is just insane. Hard so style. Call him Bam, Jesse Rodriguez. Well, that's Bam. it, right? But Edwards he has a style that's hard to adapt to. Edwards will come out and he's going to test the waters a little bit, break you down, break you down, and then just come in with his little shots and just collect his points. Really, that's what he does, right? Bam relies a lot more on his power, but he also has a defensive sense. So it really comes down to whose mind is going to be crisper, who's going to have the better game plan, and who's going to make that first mistake. It really comes down to a mistake. Um, honestly, I don't know how to call this one, but... I will say, I don't, you know, God, I guess we have to make the best call. thing about this fight. It's, it's hard to call. I give the edge to Bam, but either way, I don't care who wins. I want to see the fight. This fight's free on the zone. So you can't go wrong with this one, right? Yeah. 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 This well, going up against going up against the Showtime card. And then Jake Paul's fights on a Friday, I believe. So yeah, it's on a Friday. So um, you got two good fights, like two good cards on uh, this Saturday. Pick what you want to watch. If you have the zone, watch this one. You can watch the Showtime yeah. cards free too. So, Look, um, bottom line is. The way I see it, 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 it you know, when, when you look at it, he's going to have to basically, you know, work work through this and wait for his opportunity to get that power shot in um, if he's lucky to do so. Um, you know, ability. But here's the thing that Bam has that Edwards hasn't faced, and this is why I think it's a possibility to get the knockdown. The ability to create angles and throw those power punches, right? So let's see how Edwards can defend against that. Yeah, and Bam, Bam's a betting favorite. Edwards is a two to one underdog, which is not that big of an underdog, but Vegas has given Bam the uh, favorite. Bam's the favorite. We'll see if Sonny Edwards can prove the sharps wrong in Vegas. Well, let's see, man. Here's another example of a guy for his first fight away from home. And since Anthony Joshua left the UK to fight in New York, I have not seen many guys do well away from their home base. Um, you know, well, so this is Tyson Fury do it. There's some guys that do it, but yeah, Lomo. In essence, yes, but you know, in ter in terms of just this recent history, you know, um, Nello always fights good out of Mexico. Kicks yeah, 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 yeah. But but most of their careers are out of there. We're talking about a guy like Sonny Edwards who's just spent all his time in Europe, right? So once once he gets, if he can win a few fights, big fights, he'll start fighting over here more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm looking forward to that one. That's the fight that I'm actually looking forward to the most, to be fair, this weekend. Um, all right. Let's take a quick look here at David Morrell Jr. against Sena Aigeboko from Ghana. So it's Cuba versus Ghana. This is going to be held in the armory in Minneapolis, the adopted home for David Morrell. Um, there's not a lot here on Sena Aigebo. Uh, he's 20, 27 and 2. Some people say he's 28 and 2. I'm going to go with the 27 and 27 and 2. Uh, they're saying that majority of the guys that this guy's fought are being basically soup cats, so there's really yeah. no way to gauge most of his victories. But then you got David Morrell, and yeah, he's 9 and 0 with 8 KOs, but how many of those have been actually names, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a cakewalk. I, I don't see, you know, like, you know, he's got. Well, that's what they're Well, the reason why they're making this fight is to give David Morrell it's a tune up fight for him to showcase him. He's still young. He's supposed to be going to be fighting all the all the top middleweights if he can win this fight in the inconvincing fashion. This is a tune up fight, and saying that anything can happen as we see last Friday at top rank. But um, yeah, David Morrell should get this. I think he could finish him, you know, between round seven and eight. Um, and if he if he finishes him, he the sky's limit for this guy. He could be fighting a, a Benavidez. He could be fighting who knows who he fights Canelo, yeah. Charlo. Like he's, no, this is a big for fight sure, for, for him. sure, for sure. I mean, you know, David Morrell's coming in. I mean, with with crazy power, a good job, right? He's young. And he, you know, the fast, the power, the footwork, he's got it all. I mean, but but then again, he hasn't really been tested yet, to be honest. Not really, no. Let's be fair, right? That nine, nine and oh, eight knockouts. I mean, it's not suspect, but who on that list would you say wow about? Nobody really. He destroyed he looks impressive point. and he's young, and so they're they're showcasing him on the last fight. Here's a funny part about this whole fight, this whole fight card. On the fight card, there's two old guys fighting. It's uh Robert the Ghost Guerrero versus uh andre berto right two old showtime guys going at it and they're having a fight 10 round fight it's a real fight it's not an exhibition fight it's a way of showtime berto hasn't fought much at all in the five years guys neither has guerrero but they're giving him like a nice thank you for all the good fights you put on if you're gonna go at it maybe in the middle you know second third fight out so that'd be fun to see adds a little nostalgia to the fight card i saw the young guys fighting so we'll see how those guys are gonna fight how they look yeah i mean guerrero beat him last time we're gonna have a rematch so we'll see yeah, the other fight that I'm actually looking forward to is um, Venezuela versus Colbert, man. The rematch from March. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people were questioning the decision at that time for Colbert to win. Uh, so these guys are going to go at it one more time. Um, but let's put it this way: is what you were saying. Vegas is giving David Morrell all the respect. It was a thirteen to one favorite. Um, Santa is a seven to one underdog. So. They're basically saying he's going to whoop them and finish them. But you don't know because the last guy that we watched fight a top rank was 15 to 1 and he won. So you never know. That's why you tune in. But yeah, David Morrell will finish him in the later well, round. I think the only thing that's going to beat David Morrell is his ego at this point. And, and, and he's, he's right. He's justified to have that ego. I don't want to take that away, but that can cost him this particular fight if he doesn't pay attention. He takes him lightly. It could, yes. It seems like he is, my friend. He will win. He'll win. I think everyone's taking this that guy lightly. This is not a great showtime card, but it's solid. It's a good way to finish it up and before they go to before they go to Amazon. There you go. All right. Um, let's talk about the next one that's coming up. This is Friday evening. So we got boxing on Friday, and then we got a full slate on Saturday. Um, so we're talking about Jake Paul versus Andre August. Um not much is known about Andre August, man, but he is fighting. I think he's like eight and one professionally. Ten, one and one. 
Ten one and one. Okay, and so Jake knows that he there's not much known about him, but he is a pro boxer, so I think that's I'm giving him a chance. It's a free fight on the zone. It's not yeah. pay per view because people aren't going to pay for that. Yeah. And um, I like what Jake Paul said. I made two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollars in pay per views. I don't need to make this a pay per view. I'm just cementing, you know, my resume, my legacy, or whatever. Uh, there's really strong talks that uh, and Canelo might do it for money. They might fight Canelo one day just for a money fight. That'd be a massive fight, and Canelo right. will beat him. But uh, hey, if Paul can make that happen, why not? Hey, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, Andre August. Nobody ever heard of him until now. He's just a you know, he's a pro, but he's not a top pro. But who knows? In saying that, he could still beat Jake. But Jake wants to be taken a little more serious. So it's a free fight. How can you go wrong? Okay. His own one. Oh. I told you the last time that Jake fought, um, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't against the best competition, to be completely fair. But Jake's impressed me. I, I'm really impressed with Jake Paul. Um, here's what Jake brings to this fight and what he's really good at. He's good at the range. He's really good from the outside. And he's good at coming in. From the, from you know long range, sort of hard. Now here's the knock on Jake Paul so far that he's not good on the inside. He's he's bad defensively on the inside, right? Now this is interesting because August is really really good in the inside. Well, maybe not at all levels, but for a Jake Paul level, and I'm not taking anything away from Jake Paul. I'm just saying he still has a lot to learn in his own game. But August does bring in great inside work, man. Uh, great at range, good at the, you know, good inside fighter. Um, good movement from some of the stuff that I was looking at on him. So this is interesting because Jake is taking on an opponent that really, really magnifies his weaknesses. Yeah, good for Jake Paul. And Andre August is the happiest man in the world to get on this card. Nobody knows who he is. Um, he walked by in the ball and nobody knew who he was. You're fighting Jake Paul, huge, huge star, boxing star, YouTube star. You know, everybody knows who Jake, what Jake Paul looks like. So this will do nothing but catapult Andre August's career. If he can beat him, you know, smack talk, get some controversy, he'll get some more bigger fights. Even if he loses, he's got to look good. He's got to look like a warrior. He'll get more fights. If he comes out there like Regis did and doesn't do anything and stands around flat foot, you won't see him again. Well, this is a make or break for Andre August. And hey, man, good for him for taking the fight. It's all about the money. He's getting paid well. It's a free fight on Friday. Can't go wrong. I think Jake is taking this very seriously because you oh, haven't does. really heard from him in the last month or so. He hasn't been heard per se. To be fair, you haven't really heard much from Jake Paul at all. We're in fight week. We still haven't really heard any, you know, lambasting or, or kind of, you know, typical Jake Paul kind of. The Paul brothers are their serious athletes in wrestling and in boxing. They, you guys don't play around. Whatever they do, yeah. they do it and they do it well. And they train their butts off. Logan, Jake, wrestling. You know, Logan's one of the best wrestlers around. Jake's not one of the best boxers, but these guys work hard. They don't make fools of themselves. They make money, and uh, it's going to be a fun fight. Well, I'm curious Jake. to see. I'm curious to watch this fight. Really, I am. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm curious just for the fact that he's taking on a guy that's that's exposing his weaknesses, right? So that that's like you know that that I commend Jake for that. Like, let's see what he's done in in training. To, to get better in that aspect of his fighting. How many brothers, I can't think of anybody, nobody's done it, can just supposedly YouTube guys conquer the wrestling world and conquer pay-per-view and boxing? Nobody. It's these guys. Does it, because why? They work their asses off. Bottom line. And, and look, you know what? Take away the attitude and then what people think. And I think that's why most people hate on them is because of their success, right? Absolutely, Again, they're jealous because they can't. But, but but it comes down to hard work, and we've said it here: like everything you want it, you have to work hard, man. Bottom line, and that's what they're mm -hmm. doing, right? Like, yeah, they they. What we see of these athletes is when they're relaxing. Mm -hmm. 
right? How often we don't get inside the gym. We don't see them waking up like, you know, David Benavides, for example. I know for a fact that guy's up at four or five in the morning to go for a run. But where are the cameras then? Mm. Right. So, then you know, you don't see the hard work that goes into these guys that have the money, that have some clout. And they work their asses off. Yeah. yeah. Canelo plays yeah. golf. But the there's another thing I was saying at the, one of our independent wrestling shows that we had there on the weekend. We're talking about Jake Paul to one of us. I won't mention his name. And uh, he says, he was knocking Logan Paul. This guy's been wrestling for like eight to 10 years. So I said, how long has Logan been wrestling? So, oh, a couple of years. Already U.S. champ. Already has some of the best highlights already. He goes, yeah. I said, natural athlete. That's why. Works hard. Guy's trying to dog the guy. But this is what I'm saying. People don't realize. They are natural dog gifted talent. But they, like you said, they work, work, work. They work. But let's be fair. They, they have don't. had some breaks too. You don't get breaks in the WWE by, by, by being a no, nice no, guy. No, 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 no. I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying in general, they've had some breaks to build their name. And, and you everybody, know, you those opportunities. Be, I get lucky along the way. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But that's not to take away from their hard work and what they put into into. I, I think I think Eric Bischoff said it best. Logan Paul's better than 98% of the roster. And I can't can't argue him there. Jake, obviously, not a top boxer, but he works hard. And he's fun to watch. He's entertaining. That's what you want. Fair enough. All right, brother Matt. There's one more. Well, I there's something I wanted to touch on. Calissa Shields getting knocked out by a dude in sparring. You want to talk about it? Yeah, do it. All right. So Calissa Shields gets knocked out in sparring by a guy. She claims the guy had no padding in the gloves. Um, I don't believe that. First of all, how, how did she know did they check the gloves after? Or is she just saying that? First of all, I shouldn't have been sparring each other. That, that, that's just the reality of it. I'm not sure why her coaches would allow that. Well, I the reason I wanted to, to bring it up that, is like the reason the reason I bring it up, sorry, brother, the reason I bring it up is because I've been seeing a lot, and I don't know why, but my feed has just been filled with 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 women complaining about men, transgender men, and things like that yeah. coming into their sports and diminishing them. And I really feel bad for the ladies on this front like i mean if you train your back off for a competition only to be you know taken out by a guy i don't care if you have long hair and wear lipstick well you know, that's just it's, wrong. it's just not safe i mean at the end of the day like that that sparring should never happen i don't believe the guy so you're gonna tell me this guy ripped the padding out of his gloves to knock her out no way he did that it's hard probably hardly hard to believe. even mm -hmm. the boxing that i trained with my kid i've never ever seen a man and a woman spar because it's dangerous there's no need for it. It's not taking anything away from women, not saying they're good box, not saying they're not talented, but there's no need for that. That's like saying, I'm going to spar Manny Pacquiao. Well, no, he's going to create my skull in. Like, there's no need for that. There's levels and there's certain things to this and it's dangerous. And she's lucky she didn't get her skull cracked because uh, that could very easily well happen. They should never have allowed that to spar. Her coach and manager and promoter should be ashamed of themselves. It's absolutely ridiculous to put her in jeopardy like that. Well, I mean, even if he had padding nuts. in the gloves, he could have knocked her out. Yeah, it's nuts. He... <laughs> yeah, I don't believe the gloves story, first of all, because that guy could be sued for that. So I don't believe that. Um, I think that she's just covering it because she's a little embarrassed. But I can't believe they sanctioned that, even allow the trainers are there. You know your trainer's standing right there. Why would you allow this? There's not By her, even, let's just say she knocked this Joe Blow down. It doesn't prove anything. Like, there's no need to even try to say, oh, she punched a guy out. There's no need to even go down this road. It's plain stupidity on everybody involved in the Chris Shields camp and hopefully she's not any serious damage when well, you get knocked out your brain rattles live. in your head so. she was in IG live you know talking about it yesterday morning she went on mm -hmm. for a good half an hour about this all 
Um, you know, I didn't catch all of it because after a while it just become, you know, it just all the words were just all, you know, all one big word, right? It just you just yeah. want to stop. There's no like, need for it. I thought that was one of the stupidest things I've seen all year. It just come on. Why why put your fighter, your money maker in harm's way? What if she got, you know, her detached retina? What if her she had permanent yeah, brain damage? Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, why yeah. find out? No, look, bottom line, I think we both agree on this, that men should not be participating in women's sports at any level. I don't no, care what you say, not. right? I mean, no. it just, it's wrong. Women's sports is fine on their own. It's good. It's fun to watch. Men's sports are fine on their own. Keep it that way. And it's funny how they're trying to take this to court. Like they're actually having congressional hearings about this stuff now, right? Yeah. Like people, this- You start intertwining this well, first of all, if you ever have a, somebody's going to get killed, there's number one. Number two, nobody's going to watch it. Well, I think the girls are doing the right thing right now. I mean, the the round they're standing is, up to it. They're saying, "No, we don't want this." Right? They're boycotting their own events now because you know. I think there was this one. Uh, what what happened? A cycling tournament or a cycling competition? First and second went to the trannies. Transgender. Well, another, another problem is is a lot of the times, there the. Transgender athletes, when the females change, they're walking around naked with their penis hanging out. That's very uncomfortable for women. That should never happen. Okay, first happen. of all, if you're going to compete problem. in a women's league, you have to, in my opinion, you have to be completely transitioned. Mm -hmm. If you're still walking around with your junk, man, that's wrong. Yeah. Right? Sexual, sexual harassment. Absolutely. Or it could be sexual assault. But the woke left, the left, the left side thinks it's okay. Nobody's, yeah, they're not. I'm glad women no, are I'm just only no. sharing with you what I heard on this congressional hearing. One of these, yeah, I don't know, I know one of these Democrat ladies was saying that, oh, it, 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 we're discriminating against these youth at even at the age of kindergarten that aren't allowed. Like, first off, what 60 year old, five year old is making the decision to change their gender? They're not, their parents are, are forcing them, to right? But, but what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, nuts. we're a boxing show. I just wanted to touch yeah, on let, that. let women fight the women, the men fight the men. There's no need. Women boxing is great on its own. Men's boxing is great on its own. Let's not intertwine it. Sports in general. Somebody's going to get killed. If sports. they mix combat sports with men versus women, somebody will be killed. It's not All worth right. it to prove a point. Okay. That could be somebody's daughter to lose their life. Yeah. No, 100%, man. I totally agree with you. Can you imagine putting Brock Lesnar in a fight with you and the U.S. with a woman? He's going to kill her. Well, I mean, anytime, right? Yeah. I think I think like the crazy. one place that you could practice men and women work together is grappling. Grappling, yeah. You can grappling that. is that one thing that could benefit women if they spar with men in grappling. Yeah, that's right? true. Because it's kind of like the basketball player who practices shooting on a smaller hoop. Yeah. And then he gets to the game and it, it seems so much easier to, to kind of, you know, carry on. Absolutely. So, I think sparring in, in terms of combat sports, I think the only thing you could probably do is is probably, you know, grappling. Yeah, you could do some grappling. Yeah, that's okay. Right. Hey, man, I don't think the problem is if you start doing that, you get these weird guys. Just takes one or two idiots to rub against them, grab a butt, grab a boob, and then you get some weird stuff. But that's I think I think you go into it knowing. Yeah, but there's some you when you get to the lower levels and you just like you know the, the regular boxing club, regular jiu club, you get some weird dudes in there doing weird stuff. I've seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm sorry you had to see that, my friend. Well, he wasn't doing it too, but he could tell he was a little touchy feely doing jujitsu, and I, you know, and he was told by the guy who runs in the the place. I won't say his name. Everybody knows who he is, and you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, so 
It doesn't always happen, but you get that. It only takes one idiot to ruin it for everybody. 90% of the guys would be fine with it. A couple idiots, a couple horn dogs, you know? Always takes one horn dog to wreck it for everybody. Yep. Absolutely. All right, brother man, I tell you what, we've got a lot of stuff in here this week. We've covered two fights. We've taken advantage and we haven't really made our prediction. Have we made our predictions? Who do you think you, who do you have for Sonny Edwards? And Bam. I'm going to take Bam. You're going to take Bam? Taking Rodriguez. decision. I think he's in a, I think he's in a winning decision. Okay. Split decision. Split decision? I'm giving Sonny a lot of respect here. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you. I think it goes to decision. I think Bam gets enough power in, but don't be surprised if Bam knocks him out in like the sixth or seventh or eighth. Yeah, that could happen too. Yeah. Right. So we'll, we're both in agreement there. Uh, I think we both think Morel's going to take that fight. Yes, down. And Jake Paul and August. I'm going to go with my boy Jake. We don't know enough about August. It's hard because nobody's ever seen a fight really. This kind of a little bit what we know about him, but I didn't get the benefit of the doubt to my boy Jake Paul. Um, probably a decision. I'm not sure how many rounds this fight is actually. Is it 10 or is it 8? I'm not sure. 10 rounds. 10 rounds. Yeah, I'm going to take I think, Jake yeah. decision. You know, I'm going to agree with you because I think Jake realizes what his weakness is. I think this is more for him to show that he has grown as a boxer. He hasn't said it. He's not going to say that, I don't think. But we know what his weakness is and we know what this guy's strength is. And if you think about it, he's fighting a guy in us. And I'm not saying it's his kryptonite, but it's his kryptonite, right? Yep. So let's see how he handles that. I think if Jake... I'm curious to see. I'm going to agree with you. I think Jake wins a decision. It's free fight. You can't, you got to watch. It's free. No, it should be fun. It should be yeah. fun. All right. Anything in this week in boxing history and Canadian history, my friend? Yeah, we'll start out with boxing history. And this week in boxing history, one of my top five favorite, I hate to say this, but one of my top five favorite fighters, Arturo Thunder Gotti, lost a second time to Ivan Robinson in Atlantic City. He looked better in this belt than the first belt, but he lost again. Ivan Robinson, who I guess was his kryptonite, lost to him twice. Hate to say it, he still fought like a warrior, like he always does. And this, well, not this week in boxing history, but Canadian boxing history, we got one here. The one and only George Dixon. Now, most people don't know who he is, because that's because he was born in 1870. But George Dixon holds quite a few firsts to his name. He was the first Canadian boxing champion ever. The first black athlete to ever win a championship. He's in the Canadian Hall of Fame. He's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. He's done it. So in any sport ever, he's the first black athlete to ever win a belt. Born in 1870, George Dixon from Halifax, Nova Scotia, our first ever Canadian champion. And one of the best, greatest black athletes of all time, George Dixon. Well, Nova Scotia was known for for saving a lot of the people from down south with the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So that's why that big community is out there. Even the Rocks family, Dwayne uh rocky johnson and family they're all from nova scotia too yeah um, in 1892 is when he won the bantamweight belts 1892 so when, when you say the first black athlete to ever win a championship are we talking any sport any sport wow yeah george dixon from from halifax born 1870 so in 1892 he's 22 years old i'm surprised the, they don't well, and in talk about him enough. five he went in the canadian boxing hall of fame what's that i'm surprised they don't talk about him enough he wasn't flamboyant. He wasn't. You it doesn't know, matter. They, if he's the first guy to ever win a championship of any kind in any major sporting event, mm-hmm. that guy should be on the top page of everyone for athletes. He's born in eighteen seventy. He died in nineteen oh eight. He was only thirty seven years old. He didn't live as long back then, right? Well, he didn't live as long, but the shots were harder too, and they're probably fighting twenty round fights. 
Yeah, I don't know how many rounds he's fight through, but yeah, I mean, he was uh, 1892, born 1870. So George Dixon, Canada's own. One of Canada's one. most famous guys, I guess, if you go back and look at Guys, look him up. I'm going to look him up after this just to get a bit more insight on. Thank you for sharing that, Mr. Michaels. Mm-hmm. All right, brother man, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's call it a day. The weekend is upon us. We have a lot of boxing starting tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. This and that. And then the following weekend, the night before Christmas Eve, the 23rd, we're in Saudi Arabia. Three big fights. Three big fights. A lot of big names. Now, not all the guys are fighting the right guys. Um, I think the co and the main should be switched around. Yeah. Uh, but we're not getting those fights now. Maybe we'll get them in 2024. But what a great, well, no, because we got a newie on the 26th as well. So yep. that's probably the last yep. big fight of the year until we get into January. In 2024 starts out the big bang because February 23rd or whatever it is is Fury versus Usyk. So the year starts out. Yeah, yeah, we still got stuff in January. And you know it's that time of the year, Mr. Michaels. It's time for the year in review. Uh, We'll talk about it and determine if we want to do it this week or the following week, but we'll put it together. 2023 was awesome, man. Really good. A lot of big fights. We've seen some of the fights he wanted to see, so no complaints. Right? Let's just hope they can hold that momentum. Next week, we'll talk a little bit more about PBC going over to Prime. Uh, and that's an interesting deal. We'll get the details in on that and how that's going to play out for everybody over there. Guys, my name is Bobby Sampson. His name is Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And the weekend is upon us, the weekend before Christmas, Christmas party. And I, I said this last week. I said it earlier this week. I'm going to say it one more time. Guys, if you're going to drink, don't drive. If you're going to drug, don't drive. Just find a way home. Be safe. The roads are slicker. The you know it's it's just that time of the year. Please be safe. Get home to your family so you can all open presents together. And more importantly, we just want you to be back here Monday night and Tuesday and Thursday next week to hear our show. So on that note, on that note, everybody, Sam and Chance are out. <laughs>